Welcome to the Southwest Iowa Association of Realtors, also known as SWIRE. This podcast keeps SWIRE members up to date on what's new and happening in our organization. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. It is not our intention to solicit the offerings of other real estate brokers. Not a member? We still encourage you to listen. Each week, we provide you with valuable information related to the real estate industry and Southwest Iowa. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Swire Podcast. I'm Todd Studer. Today, we're going to learn more about home inspections and who better to tell us about that than John Vaca of Home Standards. Now, John, everyone knows we're not re- live right now. So as we are recording this, we've got some weather coming in. How much has that affected what it is that you do in your day-to-day when you know that you've got severe weather on the horizon? Yeah, Todd. Yeah, first, thanks Thanks a lot for having me here. And uh, yeah, yeah excited, to, excited to do this. But yeah, the weather is a huge thing in the winter. Um, like we can't check air conditioning units. So um, that's a big thing. We, we try to make sure people understand that. Um, and then yeah, with the snow coming in, before I stopped here, um, I, I stopped by a job I'm doing tomorrow and took some pictures of the roof because there's going to be, you know, some snow on there. Right. So, so yeah, later there'll be snow yeah, on yeah. top of it. So you won't be able to see anything. Right. But we can't do that for every job. I mean, it kind of fit in. I, you know, I'm a couple blocks away. It just happened to work out. But so we tell people, I mean, some people will ask, hey, can you come back out um, and check this in a couple months? And we're like, you know, if we did that for every house we inspected during the winter, it just doesn't work out. So, yeah, there's limitations uh, the, during the season. So yeah. what about the flip side to that of things that could potentially be exposed from weather that wouldn't be if you're out there on a bright, sunny day? Does that play into it at all? Exposed from weather. It wouldn't be otherwise. I can't think of any any nothing. N- nothing really comes out, I, and that's why I'm a novice here. Yeah. So that's why I'm just asking there, questions. Maybe you know rain. I mean, obviously, if it when it if it rains the day before, I tell people, hey, this is a great day to have a home inspection because I can find you know potential water coming in a basement. I can find you know moisture stains might be on a ceiling, where otherwise, if it had been dry for a couple months, like it's been recently, it's kind of hard to find those things. So. So yeah, I mean, weather is, you know, houses, a lot of the home inspection, we're just trying to keep the weather out. You know, we're trying to keep the weather out, keep the condition space dry and correct temperature and all that. Just fighting against that. And if you do get weather, then that's sometimes that can expose problems that we wouldn't otherwise be able to find. So, yeah. Typically, is the homeowner there when you're doing the inspection? No. Uh, if, if we're doing a house, so we're, so someone's buying a house and they hire us to do the home inspection and that seller's still occupied there, typically they'll they'll be gone. Um, with with COVID, uh, we did have a lot of people staying at home, working from home. So I'd say post-COVID, it seemed to still linger a little bit that we do have more people at home. But, uh, you know, typically the agent, listing agent will say, hey, can you kind of, you know, can you find something to do for three hours? So you're just, you know, out of these, these guys' hair. I would guess that if the homeowner was there, it would be constant stream of questions of uh, what are you finding? What's wrong with this? What's <laughs> it, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and I'm sure that it, it's probably questions you can't answer right away because you still have to do, put a whole report together regarding, and, and you're still investigating. Yeah, we do run into that sometimes. Like I had, uh, I, I always remember this one. One uh, seller, she was, she was just following behind me. I was putting stickers on outlets that were loose, little green stickers to kind of mark which one's which. She was coming behind me with a screwdriver and tightening all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Giving me my stickers back, you know, like, here you go. But, yeah, typically I'll tell people, I mean, I mean if, if, you know, if I find something that, that you maybe aren't aware of um, and maybe you don't want to know about it, you know, because then technically you're supposed to disclose that um, on your seller's disclosure. So, 
you know, it's for your own good that, you know, you don't ask me too many questions, you know, if it gets to that point. Otherwise, I'm just, they ask me, hey, how's the house going? I'm just like, you know, it's fine. Good house. Great house. So, and usually that, that, that gets them to. That's probably the safest way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's pretty rare that there's a problem if somebody's there. They're, they're usually in another room on their computer or something like that. And they're like, you know, trying to, trying to make the process go well. Cause they're, they want to sell their house. So they don't want any hiccups. So, yeah. What's your background? How did you get into this? Well, so um, so I'm lucky. So my dad dad does this. So um, uh, I I've been doing this for 12 years now. Um, he's he's he he worked for a company prior, and then we we kind of started the company together in 2008. So I was my background. I you know I I uh, went to college for accounting, so I was able to kind of help him get like the business going. Um, I still do payroll. I still keep all the books um, and all that sort of thing. So I was able to do that, and then you know, out of college, I worked for a couple of companies for four years while he was doing this, doing the company we started. Um, and I was just doing the back back office stuff. I was like, hey, I mean, I had a couple of friends keep telling me like, hey, you know, you have experience with houses, like, why don't you jump in and do this? And finally, I was, you know, part of it, I was, I was like, I don't want to jump on my dad's coattails, you know, that type of thing. Oh yeah, want to do my own thing, you <laughs> right. know. So, but yeah, so I, I mean, we uh, growing up, I worked flat work concrete uh, crew. Um, during during high school and college for for seven years, and then we also me and my dad and my uncle we built some uh, built about six or seven houses. Saw a lot of like how houses are put together, um, so that helped a lot. And I've always every house I've been in, I've I've fixed up. Um, we've 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 been doing flips lately. Um, we're actually building a, a a duplex up in Blair right now. So um, just kind of that that hands on experience, kind of knowing how things work, I think helps a lot with uh, the home inspection part of it. But most, I mean, home inspections, I mean, there's basically it's experience, you know, just, just seeing different things out there. Cause I mean, you can, you can build a ton of new houses and you won't find all these weird issues that are on old houses that you run into. And it's just being exposed to that and seeing it over the years. And, but yeah, that's kind of, kind of my background. With you, you'd brought up COVID and how uh, that changed a little bit with more people at home. I, also know that we went through, as we came out of COVID and, and we saw the home prices skyrocket and, and everything went up quite a bit and you started to see a lot of offers that did not include a home inspection. How much did that hit your business? A ton. Yeah, a ton. Yeah. So it, uh, we were down uh, 50, 60% from, it was weird because the first year COVID came, people were sitting at home, all of a sudden decided they needed to move, you know, seemed to be what, what I could gather. So we were, we were, that was our busiest year was, uh, was it 2020, I believe kind of right when it hit, it slowed down, nobody did anything. But then a few months later, people were, people were out buying houses. Um, and we were just kind of, kind of stuck with it or we were just, we were rushed, you know, we had a ton of work and then, uh, yeah, for whatever reason, people, uh, the market got so tight that there was enough offers out there, um, that sellers were picking and choosing and the ones that might not have had a home inspection on it, they were going with, which. You know, personally, I can't blame them, but it seems to have kind of flattened out now where we're getting back to normal, where people are, you know, maybe he- hearing stories about how people wish they would have got a home inspection, you know, and, and uh, sellers are more willing to uh, take those offers that have the home inspection, partly because it's not as crazy anymore. And you have more buyers thinking, hey, you know, I need I need to get this home inspection. And I feel like I can I can offer one. So, but yeah, it was it was definitely bumpy there for a while, and uh, hopefully we're getting out of it now. So g- getting out of it, but not all the way out. No, we're not back to where we want right. to be. You know, <laughs> so it's but it, part of it is it's a time of year too. So you know, who knows what what uh, March and April are going to look like? So 
Yeah, we're, we're typically always slower in January, February, so. Does all of your home inspection business come from realtors and real estate agents, or is there anything else, uh, any other places that, I'm thinking that maybe there's a homeowner that just purchased a house that didn't have the inspection, and, oh, well, we want to know if there's anything wrong in here. Does that ever happen? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we do some post-close inspections where we'll come out and, uh, uh, yeah, still look through the house and, and give them the same inspection report. And a lot of times it's just giving them peace of mind because, you know, they can't really take that information and, and go back to the negotiating table or anything like that. But, you know, explain, you know, maybe how some elements in their house work, uh, maybe you know, tell them how old things are, the condition of the roof, what's in the attic, stuff like that that they just wouldn't know otherwise. Um, when they're laying, laying in bed thinking about, hey, what did we just buy <laughs> without this home inspection? Sure. So, um, yeah, we do, we've been doing a number of those. Uh, we do uh, new construction inspections. So if someone's uh, building a house, we'll come in when that builder's done and uh, kind of go through, help give them, give them a checklist of things that they can maybe go back to the, buy, the, the builder and say, hey, you know, can you, can you touch up paint here? Can you tighten this door? You know, this door doesn't latch. Or, you know, there's completely no insulation in the attic. What's going on? That's something I never considered on new construction, that you're essentially coming in and uh, getting the new owners a punch list for everything that's happening uh, with that construction. That's I'd never even considered that that would be part of your service, but it it makes perfect sense. Yeah, we did. You know, I've, I've, I've never finished with one of those inspections and felt like, you know, they, they didn't, they weren't appreciative of what the information I gave them, you know, cause I mean, typically you're, you know, you're building a new house. You want everything to be perfect. You know, um, I feel bad for some of these builders when, <laughs> you know, they, you know, but you know, you understand it too. You're paying, paying that amount of money, money for a brand new house. You want everything to be just so, I mean, I did one recently where both bathroom, uh, shower and the tub, the faucets were, weren't put in right. So you turn the water to the right, you get cold, you turn it to the left, you get hot. So you can never get a, a good temp. So just one of those things where the builder probably would have come back and fixed, but you know, how long would that take while you're sitting in your new house with, can't take a, a decent shower. I've had things where water leaking out of walls. Um, you know, there's, there's flashing missing that maybe this, maybe this item, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't cause a problem for a couple of years or, you know, and then all of a sudden it's too late. And then now, now you see there's something leaking in the attic or something like that. So, but yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's, a, it's another, another type of service. We can also do a, a one-year warranty because, um, a lot of builders were, will offer that one-year warranty. So we'll come back before that's up and then we'll be able to go through, kind of look at the same things. So people will sometimes either do either or those. So, well, I think that there are, uh, are, are, primary audience is members of Swire. So we are speaking mainly to realtors. So I think this is great information that the realtor can now give to their client that say, here, here's an option that you have. I mean, let's say that they represented somebody on the purchase of a new home. Here's an option that you have before your warranty is up that you can uh, give John a call and he'll come in and be able to get you that list. Is there, how much education uh, is involved with this for you, like ongoing education? Because technology is always advancing, so things are changing. So how much do you have to keep on top of? Well, it's the type of thing where there's, there's a, we're in a state here, Iowa, where you're not required to have continuing education. We're not, we're not licensed. We're not regulated by the state or anything. So it's uh, kind of goes back to that, just learning on the job. You well, know, does it happen often that you run across something in a house? Oh, well, that's the first time I've seen that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
pretty regularly. Yeah. <laughs> regularly, so, really. So yeah, it's one of those things where hey, you, you get you got your Google. You, you know, <laughs> oh like, yeah. Hey, <laughs> on the fly, what's this? How does this work? And you know, we're we're part of uh, ASHI, which is uh, uh, it's a group of home inspectors nationally, American Society of Home Inspectors, and uh, we are accredited through them, and so we do. Uh, have our inspectors. We all have continued education uh, that we have to meet every year. So they periodically will come out with, you know, classes, maybe things that are that are newer, you know, like, uh, you know, there a few years ago where there wasn't too many geothermal units, you know, and then so you take a class on that. Now you understand that. So yeah, the, we, we, uh, we do, even though we're not regulated by the state, we do still, hire, you know, hold ourselves to that standard of ASHI that they've set um, and states that do require uh, licensing. They they go off of that ASHI standard of uh, practice and procedure to kind of uh, build their guidelines and you know how much continued education to require stuff like that. But um, yeah, just Iowa, Nebraska. I think part of it is we're just we're so rural, so it's tough to maybe say, hey, this guy that does five inspections out in Shenandoah or something like that, is he gonna follow the? You know, is he gonna be able to meet those guidelines, pay the fee, have the you know? all the regulations that they need. And, and if you're in like in a bigger state, that's more, has bigger cities and all that type of thing. So what's your radius? How far out do you go? Um, so, uh, we go out to like Red Oak, go up to, uh, what is it? Missouri Valley up mm-hmm. there. Um, a couple, couple cities up, up, little towns up farther up there. I can't think of right now. We'll go down to like uh, Nebraska city and then east of that basically. Well, you uh, mentioned yeah. Shenandoah. I mean, that's an hour away from the uh, council bluffs area. So yeah. Uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're going a little ways. I yeah, think. it's about an hour. I mean, we, we, I did go to Des Moines last week. We had a bigger, um, commercial inspection we did out there. So, um, took a trip out there with another one of my guys and we knocked that out in a day, but, um, that's about the farthest I've ever been. It's Des Moines. I mean, we go, we'll go out to York if, uh, if, if, uh, you know, we're, I, I live in Omaha, so, but I, I spend a lot of time over here, but, uh, so I'll go out, go out to York. We, uh, do a decent amount of inspections in Lincoln. So, yeah. Typically, though, on just a regular home inspection, three hours you're in and out. Is that about, is that about where the average is? Yeah. Yeah. That's about right. Well, I'm guessing that you've been at this for a while, so there must be some kind of personal satisfaction that you get from it. I mean, people wouldn't do things over and over again if they, <laughs> if they weren't enjoying it. So Yeah. You'd hope not. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's never dull. You know, it, you're always seeing new stuff. Uh, you're dealing with, with, uh, you know, typically two sets of new people every day. If I do two inspections a day, um, or, you know, it's nice to kind of get to know people in the real estate industry. It's such a, it's really a small world. I mean, with the amount of agents that are in the industry, um, over here in Iowa. So it's, you know, and in Omaha, but so it's, it's, it's been, it's been great to get to know people over the years and, um, just kind of try to build those relationships. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, I love just checking out, you know, the way that, uh, houses are put together, you know, throughout all the different time periods. And, uh, um, it's, it's, it's interesting in that, in that facet of it. So, yeah. Well, and before you get there, please put your pets away. I'm guessing that's probably <laughs> part of it. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, I did go pick up a radon the other day and, uh, walked down in the basement and, uh, uh, I didn't set the radon, so I didn't know where it was. So I was kind of going through the rooms um, and then I went to this hallway and this dog just like slowly came out of this door, like this big, yeah. like chow looking dog and just like 
Oh, they're uh, they 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 have an aggressive side if they want to. They look really cute. Yeah. <laughs> but I've I've seen I've seen a chow actually attack another dog. So yeah, yeah. So it it, it kind of growled at me, and I was like, hey puppy, hey puppy, and it it, it did it, it did not want me there. So I backed away. <laughs> I called the guy. He was like, oh, don't worry, she's harmless. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. She's harmless until she's not. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'll, I'll come back when you're there. So, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Well, listen, John Vaca, Home Standards. Uh, he is a home inspector and available to uh, all of you uh, uh, Swire members. So uh, give John a call and give Home Standards a call. And uh, we appreciate your time uh, coming in and, and talking with us. And I know, like you said, you're you're a busy man. So um, it is uh, much appreciated and continued success to you. All right. Well, thanks, Todd. I really appreciate it. And we thank you for listening to this episode of the Swire podcast. New episodes are released each week. Until next time, take care. <laughs>